I'm going to have you turn to Ephesians chapter 4, and, and actually, you know, we have some folk who are out today who are, aren't with us, um, and uh, so I'm actually going to pick up on a message that I've preached probably uh, one, one part of it or another. This is probably my sixth or seventh time, I don't know, fifth or sixth time, to minister on this subject here over the last four months, maybe, and uh, so I'm just going to pick up and not review a whole lot. That's a faith statement, because it's hard, it's hard you want to review, but I'm just going to try to, to read a few of these foundational scriptures and then pick up on something that the Lord especially had wanted me to get to in this series, and uh, I'm going to know if you wait too long, well then you just have to start all over again. And so we're going to do that, have you go to Ephesians chapter 4 if you haven't, if I didn't tell you that already. And uh, can you say praise the Lord this morning? Amen. Do you sense that God's with us today? I mean, you can, his presence here is so wonderful. Amen. I'd rather be in church than, than at the pool. <laughs> Amen. Because the water we, the water we get here is of a higher quality. You happen to know the water, the water of the spirit, the well of salvation from which we draw. Man, it's a, it's a higher quality. And then jump in the pool afterwards if you want. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter four, are you there? We were talking about the subject of defeating wrong thinking. Yes. That's what we were on, if you don't Amen. know that. And do you know that anybody who gets saved and anybody who comes into the Christian life brings wrong thinking along with them? Right. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Not because they're bad people. No, not at all. Not at all. But because your mind is in a state uh, that is misaligned with the things of God. Right. Amen. When you get saved, your inner man is changed. You're a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away. All things have become new mm-hmm. in, your, in your inner man, in your spirit. But you have, how many know you have the same body now that you did before you were saved? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Amen. Yeah. Don't you wish it would change if you came to Christ sometimes? You know, I, I thought when I said yes to Jesus that muscles would start popping out everywhere. It didn't happen that way. No, I had to do something. I said I had to do something. If I wanted to grow my body, and I've, I, truthfully, I've been growing it in the wrong places. And so uh, we want to... We reappropriate some things. Right. Amen. Amen. With your body, how many know that takes effort? Yes. yes. It does. takes effort. It's not automatic. No. We run. We've been running since 2004. And uh, I, I, have, I, I was telling uh, Brother Kevin the other day, I said, you know, we do it because we're in the habit and we're disciplined. I said, but I have yet to wake up and want to. Yeah. Uh-huh. Never. In all these years, I've never felt like going out to run. Yeah. Uh, but every time I do afterwards, I've, I've never regretted doing it. I'm always, I'm always glad that I have. Amen. Amen. But how many know you're more than just a body yep. and a spirit? There's another part of you. Right. It's called your soul. Yep. And your soul is made up of your, your thoughts and your feelings, really. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so over here in Ephesians chapter 4, I've already taken too long reviewing, but hey, it is what it is. Um, Ephesians chapter 4, in verse 22, we are told... To put off your old self. Mm-hmm. Now who's he writing to? He's writing to Christians. I thought you were already saved. I thought you were already a new creature. Yeah. You are, but there's still some old that has to be put off. Right, right. Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life, mm-hmm. and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Now, verse 24, we're going to skip verse 23 for a second. Verse 24 says, put on. So there's something to put off. We put off the old. And it says, put on the new. Created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. 
So how do you put off the old and put off the new? Well, it's in that verse that we skipped. It's in that verse that we skipped. It tells us what the main thing that the believer must do to walk in the new, in the new man that they already are. Do you understand you can be a new creature in Christ and not experience any of that newness and live really the same kind of life that most lost people live? Millions have proven this. They do it today. They say, yes, I'm a believer in Jesus. I've received Jesus. But they're not walking in the light of the word of God, you see. And so we want to do that. What do you have to do? You must be renewed in the spirit of your minds. I like to say it this way. You must be spiritually renewed to the degree that it affects your thinking. You must be spiritually renewed to the degree that it affects your thinking. So there's some... There's some instant things that take place when you come to Christ, but there's some gradual things. Another reason why the local church is irreplaceable in the life of the believer. Amen. 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 Because especially a new, a new believer, you're going to need help to do this. Yes. Amen. Amen. You, are, you are deficient by design. You are not designed to make it all on your own. Yet there's a lot you can learn to do on your own. Hallelujah. So we, we are to be spiritually renewed. To the degree that it affects your thinking, it changes your thoughts. Now that's all I'm going to say about that because again, we could review too much. So go over to the second chapter of, I'm sorry, the 10th chapter of 2 Corinthians. So we have to renew this part of us called the soul. Uh, You come into the things of God with a mind that's been programmed to how the world works. And your mind needs to be reprogrammed. Are you hearing me today? Yes, sir. Your mind needs to be reprogrammed to align with God. Amen. If you do that, you will live a life that in every way is different than the kind of life you lived before Christ. Amen. You'll live a new life. It'll be new every day. Yeah. Yes. Amen. New every day. But you have to continue to do this every day. Yes. You have to continually renew your mind because, you know, just like if you touch certain things with your hands, you know, if you pop the hood on your car, start touching things with your hands, your hands are going to get dirty. Yeah. Yeah. And how many, how many here you wash your hands at least once a day? <laughs> at huh? least. Yeah. At least once a day. Yeah. Well, come on now. You've, if you rub your mind up against the world, if you interact with yeah. the world, and yeah. you need to while you're here. Hello. Yeah. You need to function in this world, yet your mind's going to get, uh, your mind's going to get corrupted and get pulled. Can we say it that way? It's going to get pulled over uh, to try to think like the rest of the world thinks. And the Lord needs us, just like we'd wash your hands, mm-hmm. you need to be washed with the water of the Word of God. Amen. Con- and continually, daily. Yes. Daily. Yes. How many of you did something with your hair today? I did. Right. You can, just like you got to do something with your hair every day, you got to do something with your mind every day. Uh, uh, was it Brother Hagen that says the mind doesn't stay renewed any longer than the hair stays combed? Yes. Right. Amen. So, no, you don't have to get saved every day. I mean, that, that was once for all. Glory to God. Aren't you glad? Yeah. Amen. There's too few of you that are glad. If you're really glad, you'd, you'd have your lips turning up instead, instead of that blank look on your face like you sent um, a body double here today. Uh, how many is really you? It's me. I'm here. Huh? Can we? Okay. So, 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, in the 4th verse, we see that this whole process of renewing your mind is not something that's going to happen uncontested. Right. Yeah. There's a battle for your mind. Yes, there is. 
There's a fight going on for your mind. Now over here in 2 Corinthians 10, I never turn there, you can pop it up there, thank you. It says this, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. Glory to God. What's a stronghold? Other translations say fortresses. It's something you can't break through. Yeah. Yep. Now, the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power. Well, what's that talking about? You know, a lot of people read a verse like this and put their own interpretation. Well, that's talking about, you know, uh, getting in the spirit and this kind of warfare, that kind of warfare, or things like that. Well, uh, those things are real. You know, it's possible to get in the spirit. It's possible to deal with things and different things like that. But just look at this next verse and we'll see really what it's talking about. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion. Arguments and opinions, where do those things take place? Where do those things take place? Arguments and lofty opinions. What's it ta- what, was it, what was it talking about right before verse 5? Divine power to destroy strongholds. Strongholds. And then it starts talking about things happening in your head. Yeah. 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 Friends, yeah. The, the, the battle for your life, the battle for victory in your life, it's, it's all in your head. <laughs> now, now we say that, we say that phrase, you know how I mean that? Yeah. It's all in your head, meaning that you're going to win or lose it depending yes. on what you do with your thought life. Right. Yeah. Arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, we destroy those and we take every thought captive Yes. To obey Christ. Yes. Amen. Now, a stronghold. Listen, how many know? How many know that? Uh, you know, if you're just not getting along with somebody, that's not a stronghold. No. That's a challenge. That's a challenge. <laughs> Come on, now. There's there's challenges yes. in life. Yes. You know, we've got to figure out where the money's coming from to pay this. That's not. That's not. That's not an impossibility. No. Huh? Yeah. It's just a challenge. And the word will get you through that. Yeah. Yes. The world will get you through that. But a lot of people, they have it in their mind, okay, but if it gets too big and becomes something that's bigger than me, then we need something other than the word. But did you notice that just aligning your thoughts with Christ is enough not to just take care of the challenges in your life, but it's enough to blast through the strongholds in your life. Things that in the natural... Things that just in the natural, you can't get out of. Right. That's right. Right. That's right. There's bondages. You know, you can get so far into the wrong thing mm-hmm. that it becomes supernatural that it's keeping you there. And if it, and if it took supernatural to get you in it, Come on it's going to take supernatural to get you out of it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But do you notice what the supernatural is? Getting, getting rid of certain thoughts. And, and engaging in what I call, remember what do we call it? Replacement, replacement therapy. Yes, right. Replacement therapy. Yes, that's right. I mean, no, they have hormone replacement therapy. They have this kind of, but listen, God's got replacement therapy that we're talking about is replacing wrong thoughts with God's thoughts. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Glory. You got to replace wrong thoughts with God's thoughts, and that's enough. That's enough. 
to get you out. Now, you may, you may need help of others that are more uh, spiritually developed than yourself. That's fine. But it's still, listen, the help that God gives is enough. Is enough. Is enough. And he dealt with me specifically about this subject in some particular areas of wrong thinking to really hammer on because in the body of Christ, you know, uh, there, there's, there's crept in a mentality that, Okay, well, if it's this, well, then that's, that's different. And we don't, we don't need, you know, the word's not going to necessarily take care of this. No, no, no. We have to be established in just how powerful words from God are. You know, there's a verse, I think it's over in Jeremiah. It says, my word's like a fire and a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. What, if, what do I do if I'm in a situation where there's just no way out? Stop pounding. Pound that puppy out. Come on. I'm going to know there was a laundry detergent years ago. Shout. Sometimes you got to shout it out. Amen. Sometimes you got to pound it out. Yeah, that's right. Boom. Boom. Just get the word of God and start pounding. The word of God has a pounding effect on your inner man. Yes, it does. Amen. It will drive out. Yes. Now, if you knew this to be true, you'd get excited about it. Amen. Amen. If you're sitting there with a blank look, just keep listening. We'll get you excited about it. But it works. It works. I mean, come on. You take the, You can take the hammer of the word. and get, Now, we thought Thor had a good hammer. Come on now. You think Thor's got a hammer that'll work. There's things we found out that Thor's hammer won't work on. But the hammer of the word will work anywhere. It'll bust. It'll break. Boom. Pow. Yeah. Glory to God. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Praise Boom. God. <laughs> now, the first couple of times, see people take it and do a little tap, tap. Yeah, right. Oh, oh it didn't work. No. <laughs> Don't just tap. No. Don't just tap. How do, you pound, how do you pound with the word? Well, I'll tell you one way. Don't just look at it on the page. Get the word on the page in your mouth. In your mouth. Yes. And every time you say it, you're swinging the hammer. Yes. My God supplies all my needs. All my needs. All my needs. All. 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 One of the big sledgehammers. You know what I mean? All. All. And you just say it. And you say it. And you say it. And you say it. And when you're tired of it, you just keep saying it. And you say it until you believe it. You say it until you get happy about it. The next thing you know, you're not just you're not just saying all all you say all 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 and you get excited about it. Come on now, you pound it out. You pound it out. <laughs> what Smith Wiggles would say? Sometimes you gotta thump it out. Talking about helping people receive healing, you know, you gotta thump it out. So he he had appendicitis. Didn't go to the doctor in time. So bad that he was gonna die. And uh, some folk came over to to minister to him. And the guy took his fist and just boom, beat it. And he got up, put his clothes on, and said, "All right, I'm ready to go back to to plumbing now. We're, who, what's the next job that's coming? I'm healed." Pounded it. <laughs> Hallelujah. So you need to engage in replacing wrong thoughts with God's thoughts. Now, see, wrong thoughts lead to wrong believing. Wrong believing leads to wrong behavior. And so the things that people do in this world that are goofy, they all started with a thought. 
anytime, anytime somebody goes into a school, like, you know, like we hate, we hate to hear it, they go into a school and they start opening fire. That started, that started with a wrong thought. Yeah. Yes, it did. Yep. But see, thoughts, prog- there's a progression to wrong thinking. And it, the easiest way to deal with it is just to stop it when it's just a seed. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to know if you're pulling a plant out of a ground that's been there for 30 years mm. and you said, well, this is a weed. I just don't want it here. You should have dealt with it 30 years ago if you want it to be easier. That's yeah. right. There's still ways to get it out. You've got to get the heavy equipment out. But yeah, yeah. You can get it out. <laughs> yeah. Amen. But, it, what, but how many know that if you just pull the weeds up as you go? Right, right. Right. Hmm? If you deal with the wrong thoughts as they come. Right. That's right. Now, how are you going? How would you even know if it's a wrong thought? Well, you take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You have to know what. Yes. You have to know what the Word says. That's right. Huh? Amen. If you don't know what the Bible says about different situations, I don't mean to prophesy bad things to you, but you're a sitting duck. Yeah. You're you're an open target. Right. Amen. Right. The idea that, well, the pastor, it's his job to know the word or her job to know the word, and I just come and hear it once in a while. No, honey. No, honey. You are deceived badly. It's your job in your life to know the word of God, and God gives you the assistance of your pastor. But, I mean, you're going to have to get in there and learn what has God said. Yes. You're going to have to do it. You're going to have to do it. If there was a substitute, we'd tell you the substitute. If there was an alternative, we'd tell you the alternative. There's no alternative. You're going to have to learn it. Not only that, you're going to have to do it. That's it. Hallelujah. I got to. I'd like to stop right now. Just Amen. Praise the Lord. Um, you know, when, when wrong thinking progresses, bad things happen. And in people's life, not just people in the world, but people in the body of Christ, people in the church, yeah. when wrong thinking is allowed to progress, yeah. Yeah. conditions start yes. appearing uh-huh. in their life. Uh-huh. And we give those conditions certain names. Mm-hmm. You understand the medical community, it's their job. And they do the absolute best we know. We're, we're not against yeah. them. We're very thankful for what they know. But they give, you know, they, they identify things, they categorize things, they give them this name and this level and this degree. Right. And, uh, and so, you know, we hear a lot, matter of fact, just in this last week with celebrities that have uh, taken their life. How many know that suicide, there, there's, there's no such thing as a person with a fully renewed mind that kills themselves. That's right. You've never heard of it. You've never heard of somebody whose mind was fully renewed to the things of God that killed themselves. You've never seen a man and a wife married who both of them renewed their mind that divorced. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. Come on now. If, you, if, you, if both had their minds renewed and kept their minds renewed and are ordering their lives and are casting down wrong thoughts and replacing them with God's thoughts, you've never seen, it. You've never seen people in that condition divorce. Right. Never. If somebody, one or both, has to let their mind go different places. You have to yield to wrong thoughts for, for this thing to yeah. progress like that. Oh, Jesus. And so, you know, people that take their lives, wrong thinking was allowed to progress. Now, if they're lost people, they don't even have the power in some cases right. to stop that. But, but the believer has power available to them. That's right. And so you're, what you're hearing now is a whole lot because of this one 
killed themselves, this one killed themselves. Well, of course, if you look in the newspaper article, uh, they don't just report on that. They throw some things out there to try to prevent other people from doing it, right. you know. Mm -hmm. And so the, you hear this phrase all the time, well, mental illness right. is thrown around, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, mental illness. Mm -hmm. And uh, they even say we don't use the term anymore, commit suicide, because that makes it sound like the person has some culpability in it. We just say they died by suicide. Oh, to to separate, you know, that this had nothing to do with them. Wow. Now, I, this, I know this is very sensitive, but I, want to, I need to say some of these things because yes, the Lord's do. dealt with me about this, that when we, when, we, when we just look at things the way the world defines them, then when you call something an illness, it sort of absolves you from any responsibility. It softens it. Yes. And, it and it kind of pulls... Let you sit back and, and have the idea that this is out of my control. Yes. There's nothing that I can do about this. This is an illness. We use, we use this illustration. Come on, how many know years ago when some of us were kids and somebody had a drinking problem, we said they have a drinking problem. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Yeah. Right? Right. But now we've redefined it and now we call it what? We call it the disease of alcoholism. From the medical standpoint, yeah, that's probably just right on target, right? right? Mm -hmm. But how many know that there's, there's a spiritual side to all of these things? Yes. No, somebody yielded. They yielded to wrong thoughts. Those wrong thoughts led to wrong beliefs. Those wrong beliefs led to wrong action. And they continued to yield until their drinking became a stronghold in their life that they can't get out of by themselves. But you can with God's help. I said you can with God's help. And I know the 12-steppers say that, that one of the things they, they make sure to teach you is that you will, ha you will be this for the rest of your life. You don't have to. You don't have, you don't have, to. have to. Listen, God's thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Yes. His ways higher than our ways. And you can impose the laws of God on top of the laws of the world. Amen. And again, they're doing the best they know, but there's more to know. And if you'll know more, you can have more. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. And so some of what some of what we hear so much of, and it, I'll tell you, it's rampant in the body of Christ. And I'm going to talk about something right now. I'm going to talk about depression. And because of, because of how it's diagnosed medically, people, people think, well, this is, this is a condition I have. There's nothing I can do about this. That's right. Hmm? And, uh, and, and, but how many know... Any of those things started some way. Yes, that's right. Amen. And it didn't start yeah. with a fully renewed mind right. with wrong thinking. Wrong, wrong thoughts. Wrong, thinking. Yeah. wrong thoughts. Right. I hope you're listening to me today. Yeah. Because, because folk have the idea that, you know, who do you think you are? You're not, you don't have this degree. You don't have, I, look, this is what I have. This is what I have. And it, there's divine power to demolish Yes. strongholds. Amen. Yes. If it'll destroy the, the, the most severe thing, yes. how many know it'll destroy anything That's minor? Right. Yes. It'll destroy anything less than that. Yes. This is what I have. Yes. Amen. Amen. Right. If you didn't want to hear this, then, then really this isn't where you wanted to come today. <laughs> Amen. So I had a minister friend and uh, this, this, this man really has done quite a remarkable work for God. Um, I, I I preached for him in another country where he was doing his work about four or five years ago now. And, uh, you know, I spent time around him and, and I could see he, he's a good guy, mm -hmm. but really doesn't 
doesn't really much renew his mind to the word of God. You know what I mean? Just kind of lives by the flesh, but was, was really getting a lot done still. Isn't, isn't God amazing? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, you see him interacting with your wife, and I'm like, you, you know, you, know you, you guys ought to practice the word to just make your life peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> it bless you more. Yes. Bless me more. Yeah. And so I hadn't talked to this guy in years, and, and uh, not too long ago, months ago, um, we, we got together because he was in town and got together and man, how are you doing? I haven't seen you. And, and he said, man, said, I lost my ministry position, said, and I fell into a deep, deep depression for about a year and a half, just fell into a deep, deep depression for a year and a half. And he said, but Hey, you know, these things happen okay. <gasps> when he said that, when he said that, I just, I just paid attention. These yeah. things happen. Yes. These things happen. If you don't cast down wrong thoughts and replace them with God's thoughts. And he said, I fell into a deep depression. He said, but I'm better now. I got my, I got my, uh, my ministry back. So when he lost something, he got down. When he got it back, he came out of it. That's what the Bible calls walking by sight. <laughs> it's just living in the flesh. <laughs> he wasn't using the power that was available to him. And the idea that these things just happen. Come on, this is, a, this is a minister who's really, he's touched more people, reached more people than I have in terms of, you know, how many he's got sitting in his chairs and all that in another country. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go minister for him again. Yeah. Go, gonna go. He asked me to come back, yeah. help him again. You know, we'll we'll do it. Yeah. Just because I don't know why. I don't particularly like being around him, but God gave me a soft. <laughs> uh, God gave me a soft spot in my heart for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Amen. But uh, I'm gonna to say that. Well, you know, these things just happen, and there's nothing you can do. Here's the issue, and I know time's probably gotten away from. I'm not even looking at my watch right now. <laughs> Here's the issue. You must learn to see God's answer yes. as your answer. Yes. Amen. Because you have to, I like to say it this way. Amen. You have to see the answer as the answer. That's why people, well, because they discount, they discount the word of God. Yes. Yes. We have another friend. This person's been in ministry a long time. Years and years and years. And uh, my wife was ministering to this individual, talking to him on the phone, and said, uh, you know what you're going through? I want you to, uh, she, she talked to him about a sermon that I preached that was on YouTube. She said, listen to, this, listen to this message on joy. It'll help you. And this individual got back to my wife and said, uh, you know, it's not that simple. Yeah. It's not that simple. <laughs> You can't just laugh. Can't just count you, don't know, you don't know how deep I'm in this here. You don't know how, how low, how down, how, how sinking. Yeah. Would you turn to another scripture? Yes, absolutely. Would you turn to two scriptures? Yes. Okay, well, at least do the one. Um, praise the Lord. Go over to 2 Corinthians. Yo, real close. 2 Corinthians 7. So this individual said, well, you know, it's just not that easy. Mm-hmm. It's not that simple. What's the problem? What's the problem? They're not seeing the answer as their answer. You've got to see. The, how many know the word is your answer? 
Say with me, the word, the word is my answer. My Say this, the word is enough. Oh, listen, come on, God, God, God is so passionate about getting help to us that he has brought other methods of getting help to us alongside his word. Not everybody, not everybody knows enough to, to help themselves, you know. And so there's, we had a healing service the other night. I mean, that healing anointing was flowing the other night. That's a, that's a help. That's an assist. But I'll say this, anybody who receives... Uh, by something like the laying on of hands, you're going to have to learn to, to, to yep. re- take hold yep. and keep what you've received. Right. Hold fast that which you have right. Right. by your knowledge of the Word of God. Yes. We're going to see, we are seeing, we'll see, in, in this, what we call a move of God that we're, that we're accelerating into, we're going to see scores of people who have mental, what, what yes. we call mental illness, yes. And addictions, as well as lots of other things, but I'm just talking about those two things, those two bondages. We're going to see tons and tons of them set free. But listen, not one of them will stay free unless they receive the knowledge of the Word of God. Yes, yes, yeah, it's true. Amen. Very true. Hey, you know these things happen. <laughs> they they happen if you let them happen. <laughs> But you can't let them happen unless you want to. Unless you want to have something controlling you for years and years of your life, you don't want that. Don't want you that. don't want that. No, no. Hallelujah. Um, I want to show you the sixth verse in Second Corinthians seven. It says, "But God, who comforts the downcast, comforted us by the coming of Titus." Could you get the amplified tr- version of that up? And would you, would everybody, would you look up here at the screen and read this with us as soon as he gets this up here? Look at this. But God who comforts and encourages, and look at this, and refreshes and cheers too. The depressed and the sinking. He comforts and encourages, refreshes and cheers the depressed and the sinking. Now, let me say something about this word comfort. Because God doesn't, you know, how many know if you're cold right. and somebody puts a blanket on you, that's, that's they brought comfort to you. Right. Uh-huh. But God's comfort is not just to make you feel better where you are. Come on. Do you want to know the word comfort in the Greek? Do you want to yes. know what the yes. Greek definition yes. of the word comfort? Yes. It means to call near. Uh-huh. To call near. Yes. Yes. When God comforts the depressed... He's calling them near. What's that mean? He's calling them to come from where they are up to where He is. And He's already given us that place. He's already given us His thoughts. And so God's comfort in our life says, I'm, I'm here. Here's everything you need. Here's the rope. Come on out. Come on up. Come out. Get out of that thing. Get out of that mess. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Get out. Come on out. Come on out. Come on out. Take my thoughts. Amen. Glory to God. You don't have to have this for the rest of your life. You don't have this is not something that God has ordained for you to live with. That's right. You do not have to, you know, say, well, I'll just be on this for the rest of my life. Not necessarily. No, 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 no. You can come out. You can come out. Don't make me come back there and smack game, but come on. You can come out. Yes. To where you are free, free. you are clear, yes. you are 
full of God, full of joy, and you can live like that every day of your life. Yes, you can. Amen. Out. He calls you near. Calls you near. But listen, with the people we deal with sometimes, just like the people you deal with, they want you to come near. They want you to come down where they am, and they want they just want they say they want help sometimes. I mean, you got to be careful that this isn't you. They say they want help, but they just want relief, yeah. momentary relief, right. right where they are. Right. That's right. Right. That's right. right. And they want to come and tell you all about how bad it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> we were dealing with somebody, and the Lord spoke this phrase to me: "Their demons are not your demons." That's right. Your demons are not my demons. I will come down and help you up, but I'm not going to come down there and pull up at a table with you, me, and all the devils that are afflicting you. And I'm not going to live there with you. No. You have to come out from among your demons if you want demons to come out from you. Hallelujah. You're welcome. You are welcome. <laughs> come on now. The word is enough. The power of God is enough. And when wrong thinking progresses, I mean, you know, we're talking here about depression and some some people say, listen, that's fine for that, you know, for that minor stuff. But this, what I'm going through is clinical. This is spiritual. And you put spiritual next to clinical. Clinical doesn't have a shot. Doesn't have a shot. Spiritual, spiritual, knock it out of the water. Come on now. Now, could I show you that one more verse and then we'll close? I tell you, you have received so well today that um, this is happening. Amen. And, you know, particularly, I, I had this come up just in the last couple of days, too, to, to finish this. And as, I, as we're hearing about this one, uh, committing suicide. Right. This one, right. committing suicide. God dealt with me. Get that finished and be strong about it. Right. Yeah. Boldly yeah. declare that you can come out. You don't have to live That's with this. Right. You right. don't have. Amen. Amen. Don't have Amen. You don't have to have chronic headaches nope. because nope. Jesus has redeemed us. Uh, yes. Psalm 130 says he's given us a full redemption, complete redemption. And so physical, spiritual, uh, provisional, he's fully redeemed us, but also mental. We are not to, you know, when we preach on healing and we do strong, but we're not to exclude this part of it. No way. No way. No way. You can come out. So this last scripture will be in 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter. Hallelujah. Isn't the word good? You know, one of the ways out is to just stop yielding to the things that you started yielding to. That's right. Stop yielding to wrong thoughts. Yeah. Replace them. <laughs> right. Right. Replace, hmm? them. Yeah. Replace them. I know it's not popular. People say you have you, know, you lack compassion if you just tell people stop it. But sometimes, <laughs> sometimes that's exactly what you need to do. Stop it. Stop going there. Stop rehearsing it. Stop talking about it. Stop it. Come on, no, pinch your neighbor, nudge him a little bit, elbow him, and say stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Amen. Well, Brother Joel, it's not that easy. 
He refreshes. He cheers. He calls near. He calls near. Would God be, God wouldn't even be worth following if he said, come near, and there was no way for you to get there. Amen. He made the way. It's not hard. It's not hard. You're not down at the bottom of some pit with no ladder and him way up there and he says, oh, come on up here. It's better up here. It's beautiful up here. And you're down there with no way to get up there. No, not at all. It's your ladder. Here's your ladder. Here's your steps. Huh? You remember anybody remember the old Indiana Jones movies where they where uh, he had to just you know there was a way there it looked like there was no way there was a way he had to take a step and the steps appeared. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Amen. That's true. Some of y'all don't watch the right movies. They don't know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Second Second Thessalonians two. Now this is this is speaking really of some particular things that that are, are not what I'm talking about here, but I want to show you a phrase. Verse, verse 10, and we kind of have to pick up in the middle of a thought because otherwise we're going to be reading like 15 verses and, and that's not for right now. Mm-hmm. With all wicked deception for those who are perishing because they refuse to do what? Love, Love the truth. The truth wow. And so be saved. Verse 11, therefore God sends them strong delusion. delusion. The love of the truth, recognizing the place of the Word of God, yeah. is your help. Yes. But if you won't do that, if you don't love, if you don't regard the Word strong enough, right. if you don't give it its place, you will give more regard to the things you're going through. Yeah. And then all you're doing is allowing the wrong thinking that you've been dealing with to progress further, further further until you find yourself in strong delusion. I want to tell you what strong delusion means. In the Greek, it's wrong thinking from a superhuman source. Oh, wow. You understand depression is not the worst mental condition you can have. Yeah. Huh? Right, right. Paranoia. Yeah. What we call schizophrenia. Right. However you say it. Those, kind, those kinds of what the doctors call psychosis, that's wrong thinking from a superhuman source. Demonic. Huh? God didn't create anybody with two different personalities. Didn't create anybody. Amen. The love of the truth will get you out of strong delusion. The hammer of the word will bust you out of the strongest. Now listen, people hear this thing and the, you know sometimes people dealing with it, the first thing they hear is, oh, there's a way out. I can, I can come off my meds. No, no, no. There, what scripture do you have for that? What scripture do you have that says, that says as soon as the pastor says something, stop taking your meds? No, there's no scripture for that. Amen. You, your job, start, just start filling up on the truth. Yeah. Start filling up, start getting the hammer of the word in there. Right. Right. Amen. Right. You can come out. Yep. Amen. Yep. I don't care how strong the bondage. I don't care how strong the stronghold. I don't care if it's wrong thinking from a superhuman source. Right. Amen. Right. Amen. Uh, Amen. You come out. You can come out. You can come out. So we've been talking all these. We've been talking all these weeks here. Uh, well, maybe every once a month or whatever it has that we've been getting this to you 
about wrong thinking. Wrong thinking doesn't have to control your life. You can replace wrong thoughts with God's thoughts. And how many know if, you, if you're able to think like God thinks, you can live like God lives and enjoy what he enjoys. Yes. Enjoy the life, the new life that he's ordained for us. Can you say amen? Amen. 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 Why, don't you, why don't you maybe stand up today? Glory to, Glory to God. Thank you for receiving. Can, can you see how important some of these things are yes. for the body of Christ? Oh, yes. Huh? Yes, very. Yes. How we, you know, how we make, you know, you get a diagnosis, wherever you make allowances for it, and you say, well, you know, hey, this is just something. What can you do? Yes. These right. things happen. Mm-mm. No, no, no. You control your thoughts. I control my thoughts. That's right. God's not given us the spirit of fear, fear. but of what? Power. Love and a sound mind. Amplified says a sound, calm, disciplined mind. Well balanced mind. Father, today we're so grateful for the Word of God. Thank you for the truth that sets free. And Lord, thank you as this message goes forth, not just from here today, but anywhere else where people might hear it, receive it. Thank you that it does exactly that, that it changes lives, that it sets free. And we thank you that you get glory to yourself through their life and through our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.